I like that, that uh, song about joy in the house of the Lord. And, and you know, that joy comes from, from praising him. And that's why I like it says, and, and we will, will not be quiet. Uh, how many have gone to a, a, a ball game where the whole crowd is uh, really into it and you're just sitting there because you don't have any, you don't care who wins and you know. Uh, buddy, uh, he's actually my brother-in-law. Uh, I know we, we look nothing alike. That's the thing about being a brother-in-law. Uh, but... Uh, there, there, there was a hockey team up in Tulsa when we, uh, when we lived up there, and uh, Buddy joyed in the hockey games much more than I joyed in the hockey games, and you could tell by by the condition of his voice when it was over with, uh, because uh, he could hardly talk when he would get done. You know how they'll get shouts going across the way. You know you're hollering at somebody else. You know and and. Uh, Man, he thrilled in the hockey game. And I just sit there and kind of watch it, kind of enjoy it, you know, but I, I'm not getting near as much out of it as he's getting out of it. Because it's when you get, it, when, you, when you're not quiet, when you, when you make a noise, a joyful noise unto the Lord, you experience the joy of the Lord. Amen? So a lot of times it's like, where's my joy? Well, it's right there in your mouth. Just make some noise and, and, you'll, and you'll be happy again, right? Uh, so I've, I've really enjoyed, thank you for all our guests here this morning. What a, what a joy it is to have you. And we had a great time yesterday. Um, you know, I'm a guy, but, uh, this place, this would not have happened without a few guys here yesterday. So I'll just, I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Uh, I'll say it for my own benefit because I got to be here too. Um, uh, but. And, and, and I, I just want to commend all the hard work that went in. It was really a, a very wonderful uh, event. And, uh, and, and thank you so much, Amy, for coming. So uh, th this is our first experience of, and, and I like to think about it this way. It's not just Amy, but it's God. And, Amy, and, and this is what I think is so wonderful is, is it's the same God. It's just kind of in a different package, you know? And really all of us, have that 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 element of that God just wants to to nurture and she was talking about blooming you know and you know it was a ladies event so it's all about blooming and flowers and stuff you know but I was trying to think how would we do with this in a guy setting I don't know well we'll figure something out you know <laughs> what's that boom. boom there we go we're gonna boom they'll bloom and we'll boom <laughs> But there, 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 there's this one common, there's this one common element that, that man, um, it, it sets us apart. We have a God. <laughs> we really have a God, and and he, and he's he's active. He wants to be involved in our lives, and, and so I'll just I'll, I'll just have my little confession here. Um, I like it when God, when you you, you know God's. Moving, you're, you're experiencing him. And so she starts talking about what God's going to do in people's bodies. And then she starts saying it. And man, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God. You start talking about what God's doing. There's, a, it, 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 there, there's a, the spirit of God begins to, and, and it affected me this way. I started crying. I just, I started crying. I was the guy in the room, and I might have been the only one crying. But, 
But I like that though. Don't, don't you like it that we have a real God that we can experience and, and, and he's, he does stuff. He, he cares about our lives. He, he wants to be involved. If we're going through something, he really, and I'm so grateful for this, this church body that we believe this. Amen. Now we, we haven't begun to touch what he's capable of, but we're going there. And God makes a difference in our lives. And um, it's so very important to speak of this. You know, I was thinking about it this way. Uh, and this is what I want to get to today. We're, we're going to open up the scriptures. And it's, I believe God's calling us to make a bigger impact on our community. I, I believe that, that uh, Jesus needs to be known in our community, and how's he going to be known? It's by what's coming out of our mouth. What's what? What's you know? So I was, I was thinking about it this way. Um, there's certain things we don't have to think about to tell. You know, uh, if we've experienced something, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to try to remember what happened. You just you just kind of tell it. Why? Because it's part of your life. It, it and you didn't even know it was going to happen until it did. So, but all of a sudden, it's it's part of your testimony of your life Amen. it's it's what you 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 say it very easily and i was thinking about this because uh we were up at the church and and um melanie was um melanie was ironing the the uh, tablecloths you know and so i'm talking about i forget what i was i was i was trying to get her to relate to uh oh I, this is what it was <laughs> trying to get her to relate to has anybody ever been in a wreck that was your fault you know and yeah uh, okay, I, I have. And you know how that, that sinking feeling, you know, uh, when you know you can't reverse in time? It's done. The crunch has been made and it's not going back, you know. It's, it's like, it's, it's just, it's, that's it. So I was trying to draw that, you know, get on some kind of same page with her. And she just, she's never done that. So, but she's had... But she's had a wreck, and so she had this amazing wreck, and um, it was an amazing. Do you want to? Would you want to share that? I was just thinking, would you want to share that? Can we get her a microphone? Uh, do y'all want to hear about a wreck today? Yeah, this is actually a pretty cool wreck. Uh, yeah, I've had cool wrecks, but I don't want to talk about them. Oh, okay. Yeah, just Um, just tell us about that, Rick. Years and years ago, Laurel was in elementary out this way, and I was coming to bring her lunch. This is so far back. Some of you were late. I had a tape going. Remember the tapes? You stick in and wind up. And the song that was playing on it was I Belong to a Mighty God. I reached the uh, intersection of 183 and Crystal Falls. I'm going 55. I've got a green light. And all of a sudden, I see this lady just turn right in front of me as I'm entering the intersection. There's, I can't break. I can't turn. There's nowhere to go. And then um, I didn't hear a crash. I didn't feel the crash. I didn't feel or see the bag exploding. I wake up, and I'm upside down. I, I, the people that were there said, that was awesome, because I flipped. Wow. She hit me just right, that it flipped me over, 
I landed upside down wow. next to the railroad tracks. You know, you wake up, you're upside down, you're a little disoriented, what is going on? Oh. Undo the seat belt, land on my head, kick the door open and crawl out. And I mean, no, I had a no. couple of bruises, a little bit of burn from the bag, but the coolest thing is there is no trauma left from that wreck. I firmly believe it's like the Lord knocked me out just before that impact. I don't remember it. There's no trauma. It's just that remembrance that I belong to a mighty God. And whatever the enemy has planned for you there, God's going there before you. And he's preparing the way for you so you can come out and just go, wow, God, you're amazing. Amen. Amen. Say, so aren't you glad? We talked about a wreck this morning. Yeah. So <coughs> part, of, part of what I think is really cool about that, you know what? She didn't hesitate at all, did she? That just, that was her experience. And you know, um, so, so I was thinking about it this way. Uh, you know how when, when you see somebody and you haven't seen them for a little, little bit, you say, so how's it going? What's going on in your life? Yeah. And depending on how verbal they are, <laughs> you can get a really long <laughs> response to that. <laughs> but what is your response? What comes to mind when somebody says, so what's going on in your life? Because that's the testimony of your life. What, what's, well, I'm, I'm going to mow the lawn today. You know, I just, you know, just had a fight with somebody, uh, you know. Uh, so this is critical because this is God's involvement in our life, but it's his chance to be seen in somebody else's life. Because somebody that we need to touch in our life needs to know what God has done in ours. It's not about a bunch of scriptures that we need to learn. And we're going to look at this because you're qualified not by what you know of scripture. And I'm not saying that we don't know scripture. We want to, the more we know of the word of God, the more we know our God. And that's wonderful. But what is it that's going to make a difference in somebody else's life? A scripture that we can quote or try to quote or try to remember or an experience that we had that we don't even have to try to remember. It happened to me. And you can't take away an experience. You can't argue an experience. No, this is what happened to me. And there's, this is actually your overcoming power is in this. These are the declarations. We talked about declarations last week. This is what comes out of your mouth that the enemy cannot refute. Now, there will be things that we need to put in our mouth that the word of God says. We put them in there by faith. But what's really amazing is when we put them in by faith and we experience them. And then it's like like healing. She was talking about people being healed. You know, when you hear that story, what does it do to you? Especially if you need something. It awakens in you faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And sometimes when we, when we talk about the word of God, we, we think, well, it's just, it just has to be scripture. But you, do you know what's coming out of your mouth? If it's telling what God has done in your life, it's the word of God. <laughs> because it's the result of what 
Jesus' blood bought for us. Can we see this? Because our, wor our world needs to hear the testimony of the gospel in our life. That's what's going to change them more than anything else. Uh, uh, there's some very precious people. My dad did this. My dad's a, a wonderful minister. Um, and uh, he, he was actually uh, filled with the Holy Ghost by somebody that was on the street having a street service. And uh, how precious that was. He, he went and got filled with the Holy Ghost from that. And, uh, um, and you know, there's people that will stand out on the corner. There's a different place. There's a place for that. Where, where there's, uh, even, even right now, we've come together to receive from God. This is why we're here. But you know, the people that are, that are, that are needing to be touched, the, the, the people that God wants to exponentially grow the church, the way he wants to do that is your neighbor. The person that you, God helps us in this, but there, there needs to be this sharing of what God has done in our life that will open up hope in somebody else's life. They don't need to just hear a religious thing. They, they need to hear an encounter. That's why I love, you know, what we've done even this morning already. What are we singing about? <laughs> this song that we sang, your goodness is running after all, all the time, right? And so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the synopsis of everything and then we'll dive into it here real quick, okay? But it's wonderful. We used to have testimony services in our church all the time, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and the same people would stand up and tell the same testimony, you know, <laughs> well, they were gloriously saved, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was. And, and how wonderful that is, how precious that is. That's the foundation that we have, right? But for that to be shared at the moment of need, it's going to need to be something that is now. Not just a long time ago. Who is God in your life now? Because that's the reality that will bring hope to somebody else. They don't want to just know about something that happened a long time ago. That's good. Let's share that too. But what is that? What's God doing in your life right now? Because I want to hear that. How real is that? And so um, I, believe, I believe we can get some help in this today. And uh, so we've been actually given a direction from, from Jesus. Uh, you know, all the law is encompassed and fulfilled in love, isn't it? And, and love for God and then love for our neighbor. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say your wife, your family. <laughs> he said your neighbor. He said somebody that's beyond what you're just naturally obligated to, to love or whatever you call that, right? <laughs> okay, just bear with me, all right? <laughs> and and who, is, who is a neighbor? And, and maybe we could look at it like that. It is somebody beyond our natural reach. And, and, and this is what we've actually been commanded by him to do. And then right before he went to heaven, after he had spent years talking to him about a bunch of really cool stuff, he said, now I want you to go. And we got a directive from Jesus. He said, I need you to go. 
<laughs> and he, it, it wasn't just the special ones that are like ministers, you know, the ones that have a, a special anointing and maybe somebody laid hands on them and they are different than the rest of us. No, he, he said it to everybody, and we'll see this, okay? Uh, Mark 16, 15, he said, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach what? The gospel to every creature. Now, the gospel is, is a very wonderful story in itself. It's God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to take all of our sins and to make a new creation out of us. That's really good news. But you know what? For the person that's going through a unique situation in their life, that can be packaged, that can be shared in such a way that that truth will be good news to them. And it needs to come from what did God do in my life? What did the reality of that gospel do in my life? I've been set free. I, I like, and we're going to sing it again here at the end, but I like, this is my testimony. I've been justified. I've been made right with God. And because of that, it touches me in the same area of life that you're going through right now. This is what he's done for me in this area. And if he's done for me, he can do it for you too. Right? And it says that this is supposed to happen to every creature, not just the ones that we can somehow trick into coming to church. You know, so we just get you to come to church. You'll be able to hear the, no, it's the neighbor. It's the, it's, it's the community. And there's a reality in who you are and what you've experienced in God that needs to be honored and valued to the point where when you're poked, that's what comes out. Does that make sense? I like to think so anyway. Let's... Let's think so some more here. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So what is our responsibility? To get people saved? Just to go. To not, to not feel like we have to be a certain level or... Now, we're gonna see what does qualify us. But Jesus said, you, just, you need to go and share good news. What is that going to be? And I want to contend that it needs to not just be information that you got somewhere. It needs to be the telling of your story and what it's done in your life. Oh, that changes everything, doesn't it? Amen. You know, how many, (laughs) I get these, I get these advertisements, you know, and they, they want you to buy something and, and they, and they want you to watch this movie and just tell me what it is. Tell me how much it costs. Right? <laughs> and I'll decide. Don't try to persuade me. But what, what's, what's the whole strategy? And there must be, I mean, it must be. They want to tell you everybody that used this thing that it worked for them. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. It worked for somebody. But this principle is essential. If it didn't work for anybody else, why would I want to try it? And especially if you're telling me about it right now. What's it done for you? (laughs) 
What has Jesus done for you? How important that is, isn't it? Um, and then you don't have to tell it in such a way that, that <laughs> I, I've done some sales before and they call it having a commission breath, you know? You know, where, where it's like you're, you're worried about, it's not your responsibility. You're just telling them how good Jesus is. And he's the one that's going to do the change. Amen. So takes, man, this isn't my way. This is, this is God. But if it's really true in our life, we can't help from having it come out. Because it's our testimony. Amen. So there is good news that is the gospel. Okay, so. How many have made Jesus your Lord this morning? If you haven't, you have an opportunity this morning and it's the best thing. It's, it's essential. If you're going to experience anything that God wants to do in your life, it comes by faith and it comes by making Jesus your Lord. But if you, as soon as you do, and this is the wonderful thing. This is the wonderful thing about this. As soon as you do, you immediately become qualified because you have a testimony. If Jesus has done anything in your life, if he's changed you, if, if you've been, been born again, if you've been made new, if you've been forgiven of sin, if you've been delivered, if you've had provision, if you've been healed, it, man, we could just keep going, couldn't we? Because that's how God is. And if he's done anything for you, you immediately become qualified to share the gospel because he's done something for you that you can share. Amen? So... I like 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It talks about this and it just says that, you know, anybody that is, is, it belongs to Christ. It doesn't say just some people. It says anyone. I, I, I'd, I'd like to put everyone. Let's, let's make it everyone, right? Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. So you're saying, uh, and, and here's the challenge because even when we get born again and act, and actually, it can be even more of a challenge the longer you, you've been born again. <laughs> because you can start to put this facade of what, the, uh, of what the world wants to make you feel like you really are. That's not me. That's not what I do. But no, when you were born again, you had an encounter with God that made you a new person. It made you a minister. Ah, oh, my... My dad was a pastor, and you know, as a pastor's kid, you know, I want I had I wanted to have a different drummer for my life. You know, it's like I wanted to, I wanted to kind of go to go another way, you know, and uh, because because there's this thing about you know being a minister, um, and you know, all it really is is just loving Jesus and letting somebody know it, and really, you can't be a new creation creation at all. You can't be a new creature. In Christ and fail to be a minister. Now, you might not be ministering, but you are a minister because the old life is gone and a new life has begun. You have been given new life in Christ that qualifies you in itself to share the experience you've had with God and that will bring ministry to somebody. That will bring hope. Deliverance to their life. And, all, and what I think is cool about this, because I, I've seen that, I've used that passage before, say, 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things will become new. Oh, yes, all things will become new. All things will become new. What are all, are all those new things? They're all reasons to share and to bring somebody into union with Christ. They're not just for me. It's not just about the new things for me. Every importation of God's goodness in my life, and, and he's chasing us all the time with goodness, isn't he? But what is that goodness for? Just for us to soak up? You know, our kids are wonderful creatures. But they're not just meant to soak up all our wonderful things that they got from us. But to go out there and to be themselves. To be who they've been made to be. Amen? So, this is, all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And listen to this. And has given us this task of reconciling people to him. How many use reconciling? Anybody? This is kind of almost like an accounting thing, isn't it? Is that what you think of most of the time? Um, But So what happens when you... I'm not really given to this a whole lot. But um, when you... With accounting, you reconcile something when it's out of order. When things aren't lining up the way they should be. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not right. And every person that's ever been born has been born to be right with God. And if somebody's going through something in their life, they might act like everything's cool. They might act like they've got it all together, all figured out. They might, they might be successful. But if they're not right with God, they're not right. So every person, now they don't need to be told that they're not right. They need to just see that there's a way to be right. Do you see the difference? That's why our testimony is not a a condemnation. Our testimony is just what God has done for me. Amen? Amen? And so the person that is, is... quite sure and secure in who they have wonderfully made themselves to be in their life still has a little voice inside saying, but what about God? But what about God? And they need to be able to hear what about God from us. Amen? All right. So here was something interesting that I saw. And, and, and I, in my prayer just a little bit ago, I, I referred to this, is when we become that new creation that we just read about in, in 2 Corinthians, what God puts inside of us is his very nature. And it's a nature of holiness. Now that, uh, again, until we, get, <laughs> until we experience his holiness in, in, a, in a way that just overwhelms us, it can sound like kind of a religious thing that looks like, well, you're just kind of prudish. But no, it, it's, it's, the, it's the status of being right with God. Holy. He's a most holy God. So I was reading in the Old Testament, and I thought this was interesting. Every encounter that we have with God becomes a testimony that is, is like a preservation of a, a precious treasure of God's presence in our life. Did I make that too long of a sentence? <laughs> You know what I mean? So, so, so when I'm looking around and I'm seeing each person here right now today, it's, it's like there, there is this, there's this, this 
treasure that God has put in, in the earthen vessel that we are that is God's holiness. And, and so I was, I was reading in the Old Testament here, and it, and it was describing the, the old tabernacle. Remember the old tabernacle was made with tent, you know? And, but it had in, in there, it, remember what they had in the Old Testament? They didn't have Jesus like we do today, but they had what represented the presence of God. And what was it? It was called the Ark of the Covenant. So I've always thought, well, that's just the arc of the agreement between God and man. But when you have an encounter between God and man, it's no longer just a legal covenant. It's a testimony. So I saw this other translation of this. It's the arc of the testimony. And you know that the, the, the two things in there that really were stood out to me is, is the, the, the law that was on tablets, right? And then the staff. Remember the staff that uh, Moses had? It budded. Remember that it budded? That's how it's, it's like something that is supernatural. Something that is beyond. God wrote in the stone. Is is very, but it wasn't just God doing these things. It was God. It was a God experience that wasn't just for Moses. It became about a whole nation, so they could carry it around in this ark, and and they had to care for it very well. Remember that they were they were trying to move it that one time, and a guy touched it, and he died, just because it wasn't cared for correctly. And I'm thinking about that there's this there's this experience in God that is very personal for us that God doesn't see it as a small thing when he does something in our life. He, it's not a small thing when he saves us. Yes. It's a God encounter with the with the great I am. Yes. And he sees it as this very precious place inside of us that is not just a God covenant. It's a God testimony. And when Jesus, so the, this, this covenant, this, this holy of holies, when Jesus died on the cross, remember what happened to that? There was a veil. There was a very thick veil, curtain, that was protecting people from this place, from this encounter with God. And what happened with Jesus he, he rent, he, he made it possible for us to come right into the Holy of Holies. Talk about a God encounter. And this is a big thing for him. It, but, but what's very precious about this is it, it's no longer like something that's set apart. It's, it's, he, he put this inside of us. A God testimony. The Ark of the Covenant became some, of, of the testimony became. And I like this because it's not just something that is, it, it's, it's not just uh, a past experience. It's a, it's a continual proclamation of what God has done. So this Ark of the Testimony gives access to a personal encounter with God and all his power. Now this this is some pretty lofty speech here that we're talking about today, is it? But our God is, a, is an amazing God. And he wants to bring life to us. There's a, there's, and we'll see, this is where this begins. It has to begin with us. But it has a purpose beyond us. 
When that holiness inside of us becomes a testimony of holiness. It becomes an exposure of God. And when God is seen, any time his glory is seen, he brings transformation. He brings restoration. He brings healing. Amen? Don't you like this? Aren't you excited we're talking about this this morning? Amen? So... So here's, here's just a couple examples that I just wanted to, to uh, I want us to, to be able to get into God's heart on what we're supposed to be doing with this amazing arc of testimony that he's planted inside of us. It's not ours just to, to hold inside yeah. until we make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Exposed. So here's an example from possessed to commissioned as an example here. So remember, um, remember he, uh, th- there was a man that was full of a bunch of demons and, uh, and, and Jesus cast those demons out of him and he, and he, uh, and, and they went into some pigs and went into the ocean and, and uh, um, this man Wanted to get on uh, Jesus' worship team. He wanted to <laughs> wanted to become a part of his permanent traveling ministry. Uh, he saw himself as as a Ramanite. <laughs> he said, that's, "That's what I want to be. I'll even twiddle my thumbs when I preach." <laughs> that's kind of an inside thing, or an outside one. I don't know. But, uh, but he, he he's but Jesus said to him. He said, "Jesus." would not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them. What great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Now, what really is something we can latch on to here, and I, I think there's a necessity, even if we are the the the... If in reality, if you could take everybody else in this room and we're probably theologically above them, you know, by several notches, I think there's a necessity for us to identify with this approach more than anything else is the experience that we had in Jesus as our qualifier so that when we go to share, it's not about who we are. It's about what somebody did for us. Does this make sense? Because I see this man, <laughs> just a few moments ago, he was full of demons, <laughs> naked, <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, he's qualified. Yeah. Is that amazing? Yeah. This is what God does when he plants that holiness inside of us, and he says, now, you are qualified by nothing you have done, but you need to go share it. Because it's what I've done that is going to told to somebody else that's going to bring deliverance and freedom to them. And Jesus didn't even have to go. He went for him. Isn't that amazing? This is what our world needs today. It doesn't need political revolution. I mean, some of that might happen as a result. It's a nice benefit. But the... The, 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 the core problem in America today is not our political leanings. It, it's, it's who we are in relation to God. This 
this complete giving up on considering what God has to say about anything. And in the meantime, everybody that's doing that is lost. They are not right with God. And we're not, we're not to judge them. We're not to put them down. We're not to hate them. We're not gonna, that, that's not our place. We've been, each one of us, called to get them right with God through a testimony that God's put inside of us. Amen? And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. What were they marveling at? The work of Jesus. Amen? How powerful that is. The hearing of a, a testimony awakens faith. So I was thinking about, so this is something that Jesus had done. And this was not uncommon. He did this everywhere. He went around everywhere healing the sick and doing good. Amen? And so uh, you cannot do that without people being transformed as a result of what he's done. And this is really why he's doing this. You know, sometimes when we think of all the good things that Jesus did, uh, we think, well, it's just because he's the son of God and just because he loved people. But you know what? He wanted much more than that. He wanted their hearts to be opened up to the transformation that was bigger. That's why he would heal them and then he would say, and your sins are forgiven on top of that. Because I need your heart to be changed. That's my real, that's my real pursuit. Uh, so anyway, so wherever he did that, there became a testimony in people's mouths of what Jesus does. This was going on, and this, is, this was actually a necessity for Jesus to be able to fulfill his, his purpose. This movement, John started the movement. Remember, he started to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. These things are coming. Um, so, how many little ministers were going around saying what Jesus does, what Jesus does? And a very precious example of what this awakened in the heart of somebody. There was a woman that had an issue of blood. She, she had spent all her money. She'd gone everywhere to get an answer. But she heard somebody that was unqualified as a theological you know, pillar. Somebody that had just been changed by Jesus. Look what it did to her. It awakened faith inside of her. Somebody talking about it. <laughs> they, they might not have ever gone to, she might not have been a regular churchgoer, I don't know. But somebody talked to her about what they had happened to them. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Isn't that funny? From many physicians. Sometimes the places we go to get help is more of a problem. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So not, not only did she grow worse in her body, but she, she didn't have any money either. She spent all she had on this. This is somebody that was desperate, you know, and sometimes a person in this situation could be more ripe ground for what God can do. Than, than somebody that feels like they got it all together and they, they, everything's fine. So, when she what? Heard about Jesus. Wasn't when she heard all the right scriptures, when she heard what Jesus 
does. Amen? She came behind him in the crowd and, and touched his garment. We know what happened, right? She was healed. There was, a, there was faith arose inside of her. Faith comes by what we hear. And with God, all things are possible. Once that happens. So we are this, we are this storehouse of potential faith in somebody else that is dependent upon us just releasing what God has done in our life. And it will it will awaken faith in somebody that they have to have it. Amen? Kind of puts a little bit more of a responsibility on us. This isn't just about us. Amen? It's like, I want, I want God to do things. Why? So we can just have fun having God do stuff and say, boy, it's sure fun to go to church. God does stuff at church. No, we, we want the world to be changed. Yes. Amen? Yeah. These signs follow those that believe, like you were saying. Yes. These signs will follow. What are the signs for? It's to open up a heart to how good God is. Here's the necessity. It'll come down to this. You gotta lay down your life if you're gonna take up his. But you gotta believe in the one you're taking up. Or you're not gonna lay down your own. Amen? And God's called us into this task of sharing what a good deal this is. People do this all the time. They say, if you just lay down this cash right here, you get to drive off in that. Right? <laughs> and if you have the cash, you can be sold. Um, and if you don't, too, I guess you can still be sold. For she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. How did that come into her heart? It came because she heard somebody that was unqualified to do anything other than just share how good God is. Amen? And the telling of what God has already done was the provision of faith to overcome. So, Revelation 12, 11. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. So, there's something that has been done for us in the love of God. The gospel itself is the blood of Jesus that purchased our salvation completely. But that was an event that needs a testimony. What's it done in your life? What difference does it make in your life? Every time you declare something that, that has been done, and, and, and I like how this is all past tense stuff. This is what God has already done. We're declaring what God has done. We're not hoping that he might want to do something in the future if he just gets an itch. No, we're saying what God has already done it's, it's already established. And what every time you declare that, and this is why it's important, what's coming out of our mouth right now is declaring what is, is valuable in our life about God's involvement in our life, right? And it is the declaration of faith with regard to something that you're going through. We've been given a lot to, to draw on from the word of God, but it has to occupy our mouth. In that declaration of the testimony of what God has already done, when you're going through something, when you're going through a storm, why do we praise? Why? Why do we praise? 
But it's a declaration of what, it's a testimony of what God has already done. If you can establish what God has already done, that's what happened to that woman with the issue of blood. What God has already done. What God has already done. What God has already done. If you can, if you can live in the realm of what God has already done, everything's possible to the one who believes in what God has already done. Amen? That's why it's so powerful. What, why do we praise? It's because in praise is, a, is, a, is a, an awakening of faith that will cause anything to come to pass. But it requires that testimony. That's why our songs are full of this. But what's happening once we leave here? It's critical, isn't it? Okay. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be what? witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. So what happened with the, uh, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit? Jesus talked about this. He said, I'm never going to leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you to the ends of the earth, right? What is that? That's, that's a continual experience of an encounter with Jesus. That's what he said, isn't it? And he said, for this to happen, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And what he's going to do is he's going to reveal me to you. So that you can live in a continual testimony of God's involvement in your life. Now, I thought about this some too. You know, when, when Moses is walking, uh, you know, through the wilderness there and and all of a sudden he sees this. He, he, he didn't know there was a bush going to be start burning next to him. When, when you're in the middle of a testimony, you can, you can either walk right past that opportunity for a testimony or it can become reality in your life. That's where the Holy Spirit comes to help us with this. Because our life can be a continual experience of a witness of what God is doing if we give value and recognition to it. That's why we don't lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, what do we do? We acknowledge him. We're going through something. We acknowledge God's in my life right now. He's working in my life right now. And what does the Holy Spirit do? I'll tell you what, what's amazing to me about the Holy Spirit. And this is why it was evidenced in speaking in other tongues is I can't explain it speaking in other tongues. That's just an experience of God's moving every time I speak in other tongues. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, that sounds weird. But man, it's, that's God. That's God. You know, I don't have to wait for something else to happen. I, I have the gift of the Holy Spirit. I can just speak any old time. And God's right there. Yes. Amen? Yes. And he's not just there to be, you know, just, it's not just weird. It's not just, you know, it's not just something I can't explain. But no, he comes in and he actually imparts direction. He gives me strength. He, he, and at and, and, and any time, I can access this. Yes, amen? Amen? And so at any time, there's a testimony. What's God doing in your life today? Well, man, he strengthened me today. I, I, was, I was naturally at the end of my ability to do something, but man, he gave me the Holy Spirit and I just started praying to the Holy Ghost and, and wow, God, he, he changed my, you know what? He can do that for you too. <laughs> it's, 
It's like a gift. All you have to do is just receive it. People need this, don't they? I need it. I'm so grateful that I have it. Amen? But it's really selfish if we just hang on to something. That God said, and you know what? God doesn't like it either. He said, I gave it to you as a gift to give away. You get to experience it, but it's meant to be given away. Um, so there's just, there's, there's a few elements here that I want to just draw out real quick because I, I want to encourage us in this. I believe that God wants there to be a sound of God's goodness going out around us in our lives. And I believe God wants to grow us in this. You know, uh, there's things that are going on in our life. There's a lot of things that we can become focused on. And, and the biggest challenge is, is where our minds are set. And a lot of times what God wants to do is get our minds over onto caring about somebody else. And that's why they overcome by the, the word of their mouth, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That testimony, when it's shared and it's not just not held inside, it actually becomes a power in your own life for deliverance. Because it gets your eyes off of what is not onto what is. What God has done. Instead of what you're hoping he might do. Start declaring. That's faith, isn't it? Amen? So there's a necessity, though, because I believe God wants, God wants to grow this church. Not just in numbers, but I'm, uh, people. And, and this is something that I've been praying towards. We've been praying towards for a long time. We have to grow in our relationship with God. And I don't, I don't think you get any closer to God than you're willing to become a part of his heart. And becoming a part of his heart is what we're talking about right now. He wrote a whole Old and New Testament full of stories about God encounters just so that we could know him. And he's wanting us to go and be that ourselves. So... He needs for us to do this, but this is not just, hey, we're going to start some classes on how to go out and, you know, trick people. <laughs> you know, no, but I believe there is, a, there is a way that God wants us to grow in this, and, and, and it's why it's so critical for us to not be passive when, when God's doing things in our midst, for us to not say that's just for somebody else or that's not me or something, no. Uh, for us to grow as a body and actually fulfill this command that Jesus gave us to go, we're going to have to experience transformation, not just in the victories that we want for our own life. I believe they will be there. But with that transformation, there needs to be an adjustment of how we see the world and how we see our responsibility to the world. Okay, so... I believe God's wanting to take us, and, and I'm, we are going to start some strategies that are going to help us with this going forward because I believe it's essential. We can't be a healthy body. We can't be, if we're just holding in this great treasure that we have. And, and uh, so I, I'm speaking this over each one of you all and uh, over myself. I tend to just like to go in my office and play my guitar, you know. But I believe that there's something that God wants to show us, and this this what I'm wanting to touch on today is this not is not about us becoming something that we aren't already. It's just releasing what we already have. 
Does this make sense? Because God, God wants it to be very natural. He says, I'm not going to, my yoke is easy. My burden's light. Just yoke up with me. Let's go do something, right? So, so there needs to be an encounter, and this is why we need to, that's why being full, full, full of the Holy Ghost is an essential part of this. There has to be this encounter of God that will be our testimony when somebody's talking to us. If we're not experiencing God in a real way, in a, in a powerful way in our life, what do we have to share to anybody? Well, I heard he did something for somebody, you know, a long time ago. Here, let's get the Bible out. He did something for somebody in the Bible. When they're saying, well, I can't even understand that. That's King James. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> now, there, there's, there's the gospel can come right out of our mouth if we're having a continual encounter. Yeah, Amen? Good. That's why every time we come together, let's not let this be something. We're just, we're just coming together to, you know, check it off our thing for this week. No, we come in anticipating what God yes. and drawing on it. You know, this is for me. <laughs> so this is, an, this is the essential thing. There is no testimony without an encounter. You have to have been there yourself if you're really going to be a witness, right? <laughs> then you need to go to, and, and this is something that, that you know, that, that I just want to draw from this, and, and I believe it will help us. Most of the time when we think of, of going and sharing something, we think that we just need to, it needs to be all about what's coming out of our mouth towards somebody else. And you know what Jesus did a lot of times? He went out and ministered to all kinds of people, and what did he find out first? What was going on in their life? It, people don't need to just hear stuff coming from us. They want to be able to express what's going on in their life. So when I, I see this, go to, what does that mean? You know, you can go somewhere and never hear anybody, really have never been there because you never really experienced the people. When you go somewhere, what you really experience, what, what you get the most out of is what you draw out of people. People are not gonna care what we have to share until they believe that we care about them. Does that make sense? And, and God knows this. Jesus knows this. Remember the woman at the well? He found out about her. He asked her questions. What's, and then he kind of gave, it was his opportunity to have the Holy Spirit bring some insight into her life. And, and, and her heart was just transformed because she actually got to speak. So I believe God wants us to be able to, and I believe it'll be part of our strategy is to go and care. Go and care. You know, I, I believe, I believe a, a big part of that neighbor thing is just, hey, how you doing today? What, what is going on in your life? And, and I believe part of what the Holy Spirit's ministry and help in this is coming up with questions to ask. You know? Sometimes we think, oh, I need a word of wisdom. I need, I need, I need to be able to speak into, you know, tell them what they were doing in the back bedroom of the, you know. <laughs> and I believe the Holy Spirit's just wanting us to say the right question. How's your family? You know? What do you what do you like to do? To where you're really caring about people. Does that make sense? <laughs> and I believe there's ways of doing this that God can help us. 
Because what this world needs is not just somebody showing up on the doorstep, you know, going through a nice sales pitch. They need, they need somebody that cares about them. Amen? So when I see go to, that Jesus said go to all the world, I see that. It's, it's not just go to and preach at them. Go to find out what's going on in their life. Implies discovery of people and their condition and needs. Here's what happens. When you start to draw out of what's going on in somebody's life, now you have a testimony that will bring supply to that. If you're just bringing a testimony, now I believe we can do that too, but if you're just bringing a testimony where there's not the need for that testimony, can you see what I'm saying? And I believe the Holy Spirit, once you care about somebody, you're drawing things out of them that you can begin to speak by the Holy Spirit what, what they need. Okay. Just a couple more. Then you share that testimony that God has given in your life uh, of Jesus as the way maker. He's the one that will make the difference in their life. And then you don't give up. You say, well, we got them saved. Now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said to make disciples, didn't he? That's to make people that are, their lives are conforming to this testimony that you've talked about. And uh, I believe this is the heart of God for us. Can we see this this morning? Is this to, does this make, does this bear witness with your spirit? Amen. I'm so glad that somebody shared with me and you're saying, yeah, but you were like three years old when you were saved. And yeah, but it's been a lifetime of it. Yeah. You know, I encountered this yesterday when she's telling me stories about people being healed. It's like, oh, man, this God is amazing. Yeah. Right? And if he's healed them, he'll heal me. God's healed me. You know, he'll, he'll heal my neighbor if I happen to find out that they need healing beyond my football games and everything else that I like to do, occupy my time with. So I believe God, if we're going to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, it's going to be towards things like this. Maybe just this. Just this alone would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because God wants to, to bring people into fellowship again with him. Reconciliation. And he's called us to be the ones to do that. We don't have to go to seminary. We don't have to. Now we need to get in the word and know our God, amen? But we need to be having an encounter with him, not just a scholastic exercise with him. Amen?